When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've got all your charger gear on because I'm feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. It's the fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for the good content. Well, happy Friday, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Dogsit, with my buddy, Kev Duggan. Uh, what's up, guys? How are we feeling after a week of being all in our fields? We're back, and we're ready to get excited about another game. That's right. Well, let's not forget Kyle, the coach, Duggan. <laughs> I love like this one. I felt like, you remember that, you remember that show, that movie, Toys? Kind of creepy. With Robin Williams? Oh, yeah, very yeah, creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I feel like the toys would just shut down, you know? Yeah. That girl that like followed him around would just shut down. That's what I felt like just there when I had yeah. <laughs> it's basically it's basically you're certified fresh. You forget about it all the time. So this like, is perfect. Oh, oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is my forgetful thing. You gotta yeah. commit yeah. to the bit, say, buddy. Monday recordings after a loss suck. I don't enjoy them. I oh. do this for the community because I don't want to get on here and talk for two hours about the chargers. <laughs> No, it was so funny. People were like, all the comments were like, Kyle trying to be positive was the funniest thing that I've heard. That's trying so hard. It was really was trying. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But come Thursday or Friday, I feel like I've moved on. You know, like yeah, I'm I'm done with the Kansas City. I don't care about Patrick Mahomes scrambles. Cool, Travis Kelsey, whatever. I've moved on, and now I'm just ready for Sunday's game against the Bears. It's, Time heals it's, all it's wounds, nice, buddy. It really does. It really does. Well, we've got a heck of an episode to talk about with you folks. We've got a Craig experience and a bolt beat lined up for you, so let's waste no time. Let's start at the top here with some positive news. Mike Williams emerged from surgery victorious, folks. He uh, posted on social media his nuns coepi. I don't know if I ever pronounced that right. Whatever it nunk? is, it's perfect. Is it nunk coepi? Nunkwepi. It's the it's somebody Phillip called Rivers. Phil. Phillip, Phillip Rivers t shirt. Yeah, that, that was the shirt. It's nice. It might be nuns. I don't know. <laughs> might might be. <laughs> we didn't major in Latin here at the Charger Chat. <laughs> no. Um, so obviously great news to see him coming out of surgery. Yeah. Throwing up the deuces. It was funny. A lot of people were mentioning in his comments, like, wait, you're just not going into surgery, but Apparently, there's some Charger fans that are also doctors or physicians of some kind, yeah. and they said Pablo is all over the place. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah, they're yeah, everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they're we're yeah. For a Charger fan, that's a doctor. Um, but they were saying like you want to give it enough a few weeks for the inflammation to go down, so there's not extra yeah. scarring, all that. So that's mm. why people were like, "What? What? You just gotta wait forever to get it done?" Like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh there's a reason. Shut like, like, up, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Twitter so is annoying. so Twitter's so on edge right now, dude. You can say something the most positive thing, like, "Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, you're, now you're just trying to get out of training camp next year?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa, calm down. Buddy. Wow. This hey. isn't like uh, changing the oil in your car, folks. This is uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a little more complex than that. Yeah. But uh, great to see him coming out of it. And uh, as he came out of it, folks, uh, we saw that he got his his big get well soon Dude, card. That's so cool. I yeah. love I that. I never thought that that would actually. Yeah, the brisket broads, if you didn't know, they put together a whole like giant. It's a uh, giant well card. It's card. like three yeah. and a half Poster feet board. tall. By, it was huge. Yeah. 
and they got a whole so, bunch of people to submit uh, messages mm -hmm. to him, and they compiled everything and made him a massive card. And it like got to him to the point where he he took a video of it and put it on his freaking Instagram story. Yeah, yeah, that's so sick. I it made me proud to be a Charger fan. That oh, we like absolutely we go out of our way to support this guy. That we're all pissed that he's hurt and not like clearly our team is not better because he's not on the field. Yeah. Um, and it's still like, dude, we we care about you. You're part of the squad, so get well soon. Get, get back out there. No, yeah. we, 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 we love these with, players. There's especially so much negativity around Mike right now. Like, oh, we're gonna cut him. It's like still a human being. He's a person. Been, yeah. Like, yeah, he's part of our team. We've been pulling for and supporting him and wanting him to do good. And now he's just like, go get your ACL fixed <laughs> now. Yeah. Now, remember, remember that two point conversion? Most of you say is like your best moment of the last ten years of Charger fan. Dude, that was he's had will. so many. It's he's huge. had so many big moments. Yeah. yeah. So great to see that. Yeah, the brisket broads. Thank you for putting yeah. forth all of that yeah, effort to to make it because they didn't. This wasn't just like oh we'll print out all the comments. This they was like a month hand wrote. This is like a month every, in the making. This every is, comment yeah. that people left to yeah. wish Mike Mike Dub the best. So. Hopefully that gives them a little extra juice to to get better soon. Um, and there's also some optimism, folks. I know it's hard to find in tough times. Which like one of this. you? <laughs> which one of you posted this to Reddit? <laughs> not me. It, was no, it, was, it, it wasn't me. I just saw it and I was like, you know what? I want to be best friends with this guy because this is awesome. This was from uh, Reddit uh, from Roll Ten Deep, who posted, "We've lost to the best of the best minus the Titans game." The combined record of the Dolphins, Cowboys, Chiefs is 15 and five through week seven, ranked fourth most difficult uh, schedule to start the season. And so that's, it's like, okay, well, if we're going to lose, we might as well lose hey, to some of the best teams in the league right now. You can be yeah. macro, but sometimes it's good to step out and be a little fuller view of our schedule and what we've been through so far. And we've ran into some really good teams. It's just reality. No excuses, but it's just a reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then of the remaining games left, only four teams are above uh, the 500 mark, and that's the Lions, Ravens, Bills, and the Chiefs. So the remaining opponents have a combined win percentage of 0 0.326. Uh -oh. So come on, boys. Time this to go on a run. It's going to start right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to it's go on a to. run. Just get it going, baby. Yeah. Um, going to be a couple of good teams here, getting the playoffs, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at the uh, NFL films, their breakdown of who they think uh, is going to win. Only two people are picking the Bears to win. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? What's last that? last week, only person to pick the Chargers to beat the Chiefs was Adam Rank. And now he's gotten really jaded. <laughs> he's like one of us. And now he's picked the Bears. Uh, he's like, oh, I'm not by doing one, it again. Two. By yeah, one, one point. 24, yeah. 23. Yeah, <laughs> I just found that. I found that. Sorry, Adam. No, I found that hilarious that he was the only that one that picked us funny. last week. And now he's like, no, not going to do it. Can't, no, can't hurt me again. No. Um, well, it, <laughs> pull me yeah. once. Shame on shame on you. Only yeah. him and one Twice. other person are picking the Bears. Everybody else. Yep. Chargers. Let's let's please. Come on. It's the Bears. It has to happen. About it. it has to happen. And let's have fun with the game, too. Let's not be stressful. At the yeah. end. Let's just try and get in there and have fun. It's like all the fans can like not have that peak of heart rate. Just like start start fast and slow finish. and steady trajectory Start fast and Just slow start. and steady <laughs> well, you put our phrases together I know. it's gonna be a very stressful game <laughs> it's still worse um yeah. <laughs> Start fast and steady. Take yeah. my slow, I guess. I just want like I want a touchdown a quarter. That's it. Just give yeah. me a touchdown a quarter. It's That's so much to ask. Consistent like scoring, marching the ball, controlling the clock. 28 points. Come on now. That's hey, I, I'll do you one better. I want a touchdown a quarter and two quarters. We get a field goal as well. That's what oh. I'm looking for. Mm. Is that so much to ask? Is that so much to ask? Give give Dicker Tell some him. love. Give Dicker that love. Oh, who be Woody. <laughs> I won an award. It sounded like the Grinch. <laughs> I was wondering what that poll was. It's the Grinch. Um, all right. Well, looking over at Twitter, we've got Bridget Condon uh tweeting out Austin Eckler on the clip that surfaced post-game Sunday about how he feels about Brandon Staley. Now, for those that didn't see, uh, there was a little clip from Austin Eckler. Uh, what what was it that he said? We talked about it in uh, in it our chat. They, they said, "Do you still support Coach?" And he's like, "I don't have, I don't have a choice. Of course I do." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. We we didn't talk about Austin. We talked about Mike Davis and Derwin James, but Austin Eckler had a clip that came out afterwards as well, going like, 
I don't have a choice. Like, well, it's like all the, that's like, the game plan. The thing with Austin now is that he's on, like he does a lot of broadcasts and stuff. So he, he, I feel like he's a little looser than a lot of other players. Like he can cut, he yeah. kind of throws stuff out and it's not always, you can, a lot of his quotes, you can take it and use it to however you're feeling about the team. Mm. He, that's kind of what I feel like. Well, he's also, he's also an easy villain because of the contract dispute asking right. for a tr- up, up, opportunity to go and seek a trade. Like he's a very much like a uh, polarizing right now. So when people interview him, it's easy to take quotes and be like, this is what everyone thinks. Right. Um, but I think he is, even if, even if he really meant that, um, I don't think that it is a direct reflection of how the whole locker room feels. Yeah. Uh, it may be that coach that Eckler doesn't, doesn't have confidence in coach Haley, but that doesn't mean the rest of the 80 guys don't, you know, it's like, that's just his feeling. And well, it was a stupid fact, stupid fact real quick. Uh, I saw, watched the, um, Palmer mic'd up and just like the way the players, when we scored or did anything, the way they were react, like interacting with coach, it kind of goes against like, he's lost the locker room. Like people going up, give him a hug, patting him on the belly. Like, it's like not your normal, the not belly. like, yeah, like Justin, like <laughs> gave him like a belly pat after he got mm-hmm. one, after he had a, like had a, a bowl big full stop. of jelly. Yeah, like it was an interesting. I was like, you know what I mean? It was just like I was watching that. I was like, oh, all right. Well, if they hated this guy, they probably wouldn't go near him. They wouldn't um, touch his belly. Yeah. Instead, you're my little puppy. I'm going to rub your temp temp. You know, get a little scratchy poo. All right. I just, now, it's just not, a moment I saw. Yeah, yeah. I think all that to say is still, too, for those that are anti Staley. That doesn't mean that he's the right coach. It doesn't mean that he doesn't do anything wrong. No, but to just say he's lost the locker room, maybe that doesn't add up. That, like I said, that still doesn't mean that he still has lost a lot of games. His defense still is absolutely significantly. Yeah. Oh, he is um, not without fault by any stretch. No, but to say that he lost the locker room just because we're losing games, maybe even I was kind of jumping on that too. It may be a quick, like knee jerk reaction to be like, "Oh, he lost the locker room." See. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe let it develop. If like if guys are celebrating with him, you don't do that with a guy that you don't respect. Hey, you don't you don't want to talk no. to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the all of that being said, uh, Bridget Condon uh, tweeted out the Austin Eckler clip that surfaced post game Sunday about how he feels about Brandon Staley. Said, I think uh, the clip got taken out of context. It doesn't matter how I feel. Like what matters is I have to go out and do my job. It's my job to go play well. And then that will in tune make Staley look even better. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter how I feel about it. I don't give a damn about how I feel. I'm not spending one ounce of my energy thinking about how I feel because it doesn't matter. What matters is I have to go execute. And if I don't feel like I did that at a high level, I can't think about anything besides that. And so that's where I'm coming from, where it's like, how do you feel about Staley? I don't have an opinion about that because I got to make sure uh, I do my job first. Uh, he's he still sounds weird dude he's like, just a selfish sob like that's that doesn't sound like a football mindset mentality he's saying i don't care about the vibe i don't care about the locker room i don't care about my teammates i don't care about my coach as long as i'm doing my job and my numbers are up then i'm happy that's the vibe that, i got when i heard yeah, when i read this too yeah when you were just reading that and i was listening he sounds like a baseball player as yeah. long as i go as long as i go two for three with a double it doesn't matter if we lose. Like, I don't, does he care if they lose as long as he has a hundred yards rushing? Mm-hmm. That's, and that, look, I could be wrong. It could be quote unquote out of context, but it sounds like a little selfish baby that didn't get his trade. And now he's taking it out on like, doesn't matter. I don't care about coach. I don't care about what everyone else thinks. I just got to get my numbers so I can get out of here and I can move on to somewhere else to get paid next year. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds like it's not so much about, feelings it's more about did we because he doesn't necessarily say it doesn't matter if we win or lose that's not mentioned in in this no no he doesn't say that but that's what it it feels like as long as he's getting his numbers he wouldn't be upset right yeah throwing that little line in about uh, if i didn't execute at a high level if i didn't feel like i executed a high level I, i can't think about anything besides that i think that you could take that as if we don't get the win if we don't execute as a team as at a high level that's what matters and we're not executing at our highest potential right now myself included now obviously i'm i'm drawing a lot of conjecture on that as well as far as i think this is this makes the point perfectly about the way austin does this the way he does this is so you can't tell what he's saying 
What you are can, you saying? It's what we said no. before we did this quote. It's like, what do you mean by this? Really? I'm no, so confused. Because we don't want it to be what Austin Eckler is saying. That's why he's saying these things. It's like, that's not what you should be saying right now. And that's not what my sweet Austin Eckler says. So this can't be what you're saying. <laughs> sweet bobblehead Austin Eckler. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we try to listen to this through our shamelessly positive, like, filter and it's just like boom 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 like pop-up blockers like yeah. nope that can't be what you mean that can't be take that back that's not what you mean wait a second wait 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 wait. i need to get a prop hang on one second hold okay. on <laughs> what's our prop right, here here we go we got <laughs> so uh austin uh what was what was it about that clip that uh about brandon staley I think the clip got taken out of context. <laughs> Doesn't matter how I feel like or what matters is I have to go out and do my job. <laughs> See, it's so much better when you have the... Have the From now there. on, Austin Eckler quotes, you use the bobblehead and read them. <laughs> See, now I love it. It's again. my job to go play well. And then that will, in tune, make Staley look... I don't know why I'm doing a high-pitched voice no, it's either. I'm not trying to take, you know, make fun of Austin, but, like, if you do it through a bobblehead <laughs> and with a higher pitch... It's totally it, fine. You make it go like, yeah, okay, no, he's, he's saying the right things. Yeah, 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 I, like, I, well. I can support yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. I had to. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's good. By the way, I that just, was a birthday gift from Mama Wooldog. <laughs> it's just from my coach, from my coach's perspective as a head coach. Yes, that's not what I want to hear. Coach Staley is not seeing this quote and being like, "Oh hell yeah, he's got my back." Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, we're a team. We're gonna go out there and battle together. This just says this guy wants to get his stats, and that's all he cares about. And as long as he's performing well, he doesn't care about anybody else. That's not football. It's just, that is not how football works. Right. It's the one sport that is, you, you're going out there and like putting your body on the line, especially in the NFL. These are grown men like hurting each other. Mm-hmm. And you go, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't, my feelings, you're not going to play well if that's truly how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like if you're just going out there for your own statistics, you're not going to play to that next degree where you're you're playing for your teammates. Right. So I don't know. That that quote, I was hoping that this follow-up quote would make I know. Better, I was hoping so I feel too. like it doesn't. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm more of the camp of like, I have to be better because that's what matters. If I'm not doing because he hasn't been. That's the thing, is like ever since coming back from the injury, he has been he has not all. been good at all. Yeah. And so he is not the Austin Eckler of of twenty twenty two. He is something completely different. And right maybe now. that's just him being incredibly frustrated because he's got sure. incentives he needs to hit. That's where all of his money, all the stuff he was going to get this year is incentive based. And he's got a lot of work to do to get up to that again. Yeah. He's nowhere near. How many touchdowns does he have? Like two? He's supposed yeah, to get. It might just be one. One, maybe. Like he's got like 15 more touchdowns to get to hit that tier. So yeah. I don't know. It's We'll see how it goes. Have him get a good game. Have him have a good game against the Bears. And then let's ask him some more leading questions and see what he doesn't say <laughs> see what I he will says say, boys yeah boys i don't want to bring this up but i feel like we owe it to the charger fan base anyone that's listening to us okay because they probably want our thoughts okay the trade deadline is next tuesday oh yeah austin eckler is probably one of the only pieces that we have on an expiring contract you can might get something for actual piece that you could get a late round pick for do you think i never thought of this angle do you think he's doing this to maybe try and get traded that doesn't make sense that doesn't help him with his contract at all well not well he knows he's not getting a contract here and maybe he's happy here he wants to go and try somewhere else i don't know but do the chargers i think he's one of the few people that especially if things don't go well sunday that could be one of the pieces that sure. try to just recoup something. Or Kelly goes off and has another, you know, has a hundred yard yeah. game on five carries, and that's what it is. I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm lost on. I am out in the middle of the ocean on all things Chargers <laughs> right now. I am grasping for <laughs> any Somebody kind throw of me type. A lifesaver. I'm looking yeah. for a door that I will fall off and sink to the bottom of the ocean. I'll take whatever Jack <laughs> had. I'll try my best. Just give me um, a couple more minutes of life. I yeah. just need something. I'm holding on for dear life that this is going to be a good Sunday and then all of my problems will be solved. 
And that's what <laughs> Sunday night is all about. That's what Sunday night football is all about. Solve my problems for me. Okay. Well, you sound like Austin Eckler. I know. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I get not about stats. them. It's about me feeling yeah. better. Yeah. It's about the eggs yeah. in my basket. Okay. <laughs> I'm putting them all in there. I need a bobblehead. Um, all right. Well, let's look at some other quotes that aren't Austin Eckler. Uh, Ovens coordinator Kellen Moore on his TCU rookies. Remember, we've got three Quentin Johnston, Darius Davis, and Max Max Duggan. Yeah. Uh, I think game. Darius has done an excellent job. He started in a smaller package and it's kind of gotten a little bigger each week. He certainly earned those opportunities because he's made plays, he's converted things into first downs. Uh, more continued on uh, Quentin Johnston. Uh, Q is another guy that we'd like to utilize in that same realm. Certainly, he's a guy that will continue to build things for as he develops in his career, uh, but he's done a nice job as well. Develops in his career is an interesting <laughs> wording for that, honestly. There's clearly there's stuff going on at practice he's we're not, not seeing. Doing well enough. Yeah. He's maybe he's not picking up the playbook. Maybe he's not lining up the way he's supposed to line up on plays. Like who knows what's happening. Um, so that that was the weird one where it kind of like when he as he has he develops in his career, it's not like he, as he develops this the season, it's like, yeah, right. it's, it's there. So yeah, I don't know. It feels like he's just not ready yet. And that's okay. If that's the case, like Mike Williams wasn't great his rookie year either. At so all. It, it, right. if that's the case, just don't waste him on the field often. Then, like, if you have a couple plays that he's can actually look look at him for the ball, then get him on the field. Then, but right now he's just running off, and Justin's not even looking at him. Like, what's the threat there? He's just he's just a body, right? So maybe this Jalen Guyton potentially coming back full, can be that participant. Third that third pop in the wide receiver core that we desperately need right now. Yeah. Um, Coach Daly had some words on Quentin Johnston as well, said, I feel like his alignment and assignment are improving. He's playing with confidence. I thought that yesterday was a step forward for him. If he continues to take the practice field the way that he has, you're going to continue to see the improvement. Like I said, that is all that he needs to be focused on. So, yeah, improvement. Meaning that he's, he's not, not where ready. he should be. He's not no, ready. It's just clear. It's clear because Darius, they're designing plays for him. Mm-hmm. He's ready. Like, yeah, he's ready. They're giving him specific plays. That Undeniably I'm ready. to you. I'm handing you the ball. They're being creative. They, he's, it's just like, we're not dumb. Our offensive coordinator is not dumb. He, if he wants to get a guy a ball, he'll design plays to get him the ball. Right. He's doing it with Darius Davis. He's just not doing it with Quentin. He's clearly just not ready yet. And I think we just got to be okay with that's the case. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be what it is probably for the majority of this year. Yeah. Or it could just all be one big sunscreen. One Sunday night football <laughs> away from glory. They're just like, oh, yeah, he needs to improve, needs to improve. And then when it matters most. He improved. Boom, 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 boom. He's getting 100, 200-yard games. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. No, hey, I like that. Pretty. I like that take. Um, All right. Well, let's look over at the injury report. It is mighty, uh, but there's a lot of foals on here. This is way better than this time last week. I'll just say that much at least. Um, Austin Eckler was still on the injury report for the ankle injury, but getting full practices in. Gerald Everett, however, did show up on there uh, because I guess he injured his hip in the last game at some point. Yeah, he left the game like third or fourth quarter. I can't remember, but he was out. So yeah. I, I didn't realize that watching the game from where we were sitting, but he was not in there. Right. And so he didn't practice Wednesday, but got a limited practice in Thursday. Uh, Alohi Gilman uh, continuing to get limited practices in with his heel. Jalen Guyton got limited Wednesday, but was f- full on Thursday. So, yeah, come on now there was some clips of Herbert tossing Guyton the ball and. He was run- he was running. <laughs> so I really that would be such a huge huge thing for us if if Jalen can come back and you know he was never like the quantity guy but he's a, a three three catch guy a game and yeah, those three catches plus. were averaging 18 19 a catch. So let's let's get if we can get that back that's that's what we're missing from not, you know not having Mike with us. Well, I'm I'm going to jump ahead here because that's one of the big things about this injury report is Joshua Palmer is yeah. on there with a knee injury and has not practiced the past couple of days. So we talked about Mike Williams going down, and that was going to be an opportunity for Quentin Johnston. That has not come to fruition. 
Now Joshua Palmer might be one of those guys that goes down and getting Jalen Guyton back would be huge, but that might be that opportunity for Quentin to improve, <laughs> as the coaches have said. I saw a funny, a funny gif um, or meme where it was basically the Undertaker standing behind some wrestler and the wrestler was Q and the Undertaker was, uh, was uh, sorry, uh, Jalen Guyton. And it was pretty damn funny. Like ah. you think you think you're gonna have a good game? Mm-hmm. Hold my beer. Jalen Guyton coming back. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Justin Herbert still on the injury report as well, but getting full practices in with his finger. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Joseph Day uh, on there with a knee injury, getting full practices in. Uh, Mister Leonard uh, still on there with a the hamstring injury, got two limited practices. <laughs> Mr. In. Leonard, I forgot. Uh, that's oh yeah, that's what it is now. Yeah, what we call uh, Mr. Leonard. Uh, <laughs> Ogbongamiga, uh, dealing with the groin injury, got two full practices in. Uh, Tito Abonia, another guy we'd like to see come back, was full, limited full. Wednesday, uh, got full on Thursday. Uh, we already talked about Palmer. Trey Pipkins on there as well. Ankle injury, limited on Wednesday, full on Thursday. And then Rashawn Slater, shoulder injury, full, two full practices. So I thought it was an ankle, so he seems to be popping up on here with different ailments every week, so hopefully he's okay. Yeah, speaking of ailments, Kyle, I don't know. Did you notice the guy that we picked up from Atlanta, Mr. Hawkins, Jalen Hawkins? Did he make any plays or did we see him at all during the game? We didn't notice because we were. Yeah, maybe okay. it was maybe he was on special teams, but I didn't really notice him on defense at all. Okay. That's a lot to ask. Come in, be sick. Oh, for sure. Like, literally yeah. carted off the field with uh, heat exhaustion yeah. and then like play. Yeah. So. We'll see. He he is a backup for sure, but yeah. you know, as long I think as long as we can get a Lohi back, we'll our secondary will get better. What the we'll hell is helpful. wrong with Alohi's heel? He's he should have been on the IR. Yeah, a, this is this is At week four point, right now. Yeah, yeah. so Jeez. yeah, we'd love to have these guys back. We'll see who ends up uh, dressing up for Sunday night. Uh, the Bears with their uh, injury report, uh, they've got a few more did not practices on Thursday. Uh, defensive back uh, Jaquan Brisker. Uh, dealing with an illness of some kind. Uh, offensive lineman Nate Davis dealing with an ankle injury, didn't practice. Dan Feeney. Oh, oh Dan. There. All mullet himself. He was over there. Well, he's dealing with a knee injury, but he's getting limited practices in. Uh, Justin Fields is not practicing and does not, not look playing. like he is going to play at all. Yeah. Nope. Uh, defensive back Eddie Jackson dealing with some kind of foot injury, getting limited practices in. Running back uh, Rashawn Johnson dealing with a concussion, but still got full practices in. So, (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Um, Offensive lineman Braxton Jones dealing with a neck injury, got two limited practices in. Uh, Defensive lineman Khalid Kareem, hip injury, got two full practices in. Tight end Mercedes Lewis. I can't believe believe he's still playing. I can't believe he's still in the league. I remember going to watch. He played with, didn't he play with the Packers? The Jags and didn't oh, he play with the Packers too at one point? Maybe I'm wrong. He's been everywhere. I remember seeing him live. I haven't been to I haven't been to that game in like in nine years. So that's crazy. He's still playing football. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like he's getting a veteran rest day for that. Um, and then defensive back Terrell Smith dealing with an illness as well, didn't practice. And offensive lineman Darnell Wright dealing with a shoulder slash toe injury. Didn't practice Wednesday, got limited Thursday. So that's one, two, three, four offensive linemen on this list, a couple yeah. of which did not practice. So, and Let's three go. DBs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where our that's where our team is really having a hard time right now. Yes. Um, so let's uh, let's get after the quarterback, put him in the dirt, and uh, you know, do our best to you know torch him on on offense. Yeah, yeah, because they they I mean they have that badge. Their backup quarterback, D two kid at yeah. Shepherd University. It's crazy. It's like. <laughs> He's going to get the ball out quick. That's what he did all last week. They're quick. They're screens. They're quick hitches. It's just get the ball out of his hand as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. So we have to stop them on first and second down. Get into these long yarded situations. Our pass rush will get home. It will. Yeah. They now have a rookie right tackle that might not even play. So it, I was listening to another podcast. They're down to like their third tackle on one side and then their left tackle that they have right now is their backup and he might not even play so they might be down to like third string at both sides of their tackles if if joey bosa can't have a game this week i don't know if he's ever gonna have a game because this is just lining up to be an incredible game uh, for our pass rush to get after quarterback but 
you have to keep them out of obvious. You have to put them in obvious passing situations for that to be able to pay off. Yeah. Stop the run. We'll have a good, we'll be successful. Yeah. Looking at the previous opponents for the bears, they're currently two and five, uh, winning their games against, uh, the commanders beat them by 20 and the Raiders beat them by eight. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Bears. Eight, eight, sorry, eight, 18. Let's, uh, we got to make sure we get that right. Uh, they beat the Raiders. 18, by 18. yes, excuse me. Yes. Uh, they, they got their asses kicked. I didn't just carry to the one. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, got to carry the one. <laughs> their, their two wins were big wins. They won yeah. by 20 against the Commanders and 18 against the Raiders. And then they got beat by the Broncos and the that Vikings. That's a close game. Yeah, All their Broncos. losses are close games, except for the Chiefs. They got destroyed by the Chiefs. The Packers the beat Packers them by 18. Beat. Yeah, it's hard to tell what this team is, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, their losses have been pretty close. Well, except the Chiefs. Well, and the Packers. And I mean, I mean, how do you know about this? Well, look, let's look at let's look at the la- with the last two games is where they used their back the the new quarterback. No, and he only played one game. He only played against the Bears. Didn't he come in so, for the Vikings game? That's when he got hurt. Uh, maybe he came in towards the end. Yeah, because if you Justin look at Fields played that game. Okay, gotcha. But those last two games, I think you can look at those last two games, and that's if you want to look at it, like they really competed with the Vikings and they beat the shit out of the Raiders. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's not, a very weird team. It is very, a very, very weird team. If they get in a rhythm, it seems like they can play a little bit. Um, but like they give up 38 to the Packers, 41 to the chiefs. They give up 30 to the Broncos, but then they'll come back and shut down some. I, it's just a very bizarre team. Yeah. Um, but, a. I tell you, I think that the two and four Chargers have a better outlook for their season than the two and five Bears, and we better prove it on Sunday. 100%. Yeah. Well, if you want to go check out a bizarre Patreon, you can go to ours, <laughs> patreon.com slash Charger Chat. Check out all the videos we got over there, and we've got some uh, coaches' corners lined up that are going to mm-hmm. be making some debuts over there. So definitely go check out uh, patreon.com slash Charger Chat. And if you don't want to go over there, that's totally fine. You can go on over to our regular website, chargerchat.com. Check out all the cool stuff we got over there. T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. You can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers in the member section and ask questions in Ask Bold Fam. So go check out chargerchat.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, gang, it's time to go on to the next segment. You know them, you love them. Oh, yeah. experience? Mm-hmm. Coming on your mark, Kevin. I'm excited about this. <laughs> Didn't hit my mark. Got excited. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. Great. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Rough times. Yes, I know. I'm very aware, right there with you, and I feel exactly the same. This has not been the season we have uh, envisioned to this point. And heading into week eight, the Chargers are a not so great two and four. Definitely not ideal, but nonetheless, there's much season to go. And I'm still here. I'm not abandoning ship. I hope you aren't either. Because if you love this team, say it all the time. Gotta take the good with the bad. That being said, howdy, CC gang. The biggest of salutes into the rest of the boat fam. What's going on? She got Greg in Texas, and I am still here. That's right, with another edition of the a very interesting concept no you think about life in general and various things that you have to traverse through 
the unforeseen situations, the difficulties, challenges that face you every day. And then you ask yourself, if you don't have to go through something painful, then why would you sign up for it? Everything else you have to deal with already. And the answer to that question is, I don't have one because I'm just as nuts as you are. But with that being said, the team is again two and four and not necessarily living up to the expectations that we had when this year got kicked off, specifically because of all the talent associated with this team. And the fact that, you know, depending on where you are in your uh, support of Brandon Staley, you just felt like this was a guy who could get the ship going in the right direction because so many changes have been made just in his, you know, near three years. Uh, when we're talking about roster construction, you saw some really good things that have happened that you haven't really seen from the Chargers in years past. It gave you a reason for optimism. Well, I'm here to tell you this. We've been here before. And we watched this team scratch and can't talk, scratch and claw its way back into contention. And that's something to hold on to because it is still very possible. This is a very talented team overall. And all it really takes is like one or two games to kind of get their legs up under them and it changes the morale and guys start feeling uh, a certain level of confidence again. And it helps push them forward towards potentially a successful continuation and conclusion of the year. It can still very well happen. Two and four is not really a death sentence. Um, let's be more specific about what can help this team accomplish this overall goal, whatever that is. Um, I mean, ultimately, yes, every team's goal is to get to and win a Super Bowl. But right now, what the Chargers have to do is just get back on track. So what's a path there? How do we get back to 500? Let's talk about the next two games. Well, specifically, let's talk about the next game. Because at this point, when you are what the charges are, you can only take it one game at a time. You don't need to start counting up wins. Going into this week against this opponent, the Chargers find themselves in a scenario where they can absolutely start clawing their way back to getting to where they want to be. Talking about a Chicago Bears team right now that boasts a Division II quarterback and no shade to this guy. But if you go back and look at the performance from last week, a lot of it was overall just wasn't it was impressive from the standpoint of this was someone that you weren't ever expecting or they weren't probably ever expecting to see the field. But Mr. Bajant, uh performed admirably and he did exactly what was asked of him. So you ask me, Craig, well, they really kind of bludgeoned the Raiders and we kind of struggled with the Raiders, uh, specifically in the second half of our matchup with them a few weeks ago. And you would be right. So if you're asking me what gives me confidence that the Chargers can beat the Bears outside of the fact that the Bears aren't really a good team right now either. Is that I think we have all the requisite pieces to get the job done if the game plan adjustments are made. My recommendation for this week, just based off of what I saw last week from Chicago, is that you don't want to provide a lot of space and opportunities for their playmakers to get going. Essentially, what that translates into is the Chargers showing a commitment to something they haven't been willing to thus far. <clears throat> Particularly, I'm talking about on the outside at the cornerback position. This is going to be vital this week. You're not going to fare very well against this Chicago Bears team if the plan is to do what you've done a bunch of so far this season, and that's line up in soft off man or zone coverage, allowing huge cushions to the wide receivers to catch the ball and get some yak yards after catch. Um, that's, in my personal opinion, been one of the Achilles heels of the team is that I feel like they're not playing aggressively enough. Uh, where their DBs are concerned. But see, this week, the reason why that could be a problem is you've got guys like uh, DJ Moore, who the Bears want to get the ball into his hands as quickly as possible and let him go to work because he's a really good yards after catch guy. So 
it plays right into their hands with Tyler Bajant, who they want to get the ball out quickly uh, from anyway and allow his wide receivers to do what they do. Darnell Mooney's more of a down-the-field target, but if you're talking about guys who can create plays from, like, anywhere on the field, DJ Moore is the person who should scare you the most. So, ideally, probably want to get uh, maybe one of your bigger corners, a la Michael Davis, impress man coverage, and uh, muddy things up a bit. As I said before, throw off the timing. Make Tyler have to hold the ball for a tick or two longer than what he'd like, and, you know, get your hounds after him. Joey Bosa, I don't believe, was on the injury report, so that's great. Khalil Mack, Tuli Tuapolotu, Chris Rumpf, uh, all of those guys can get some real work in this week. And maybe, you know, if you're not getting home and creating sacks, at least get the pressure there. And uh, that might force some early throws and some potential turnovers in the secondary, maybe even at the second level. If you're playing a little bit of zone, the uh, faster you get to the quarterback, the sooner the ball probably has to come out and the more advantageous position your second level guys will be. So that's just on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, believe it or not, the game plan kind of sort of mirrors the Bears. I mean, this is the way I would approach it. Of course, you want to keep the running game involved because you want to help Herbo out. Here's another way you can do it. Because keep in mind, I don't care what anyone says. Just because he's dealing with an issue on his non-throwing hand doesn't mean it's not affecting him. Reason being, and I may have actually spoken to this before, but just in case you missed it, quarterbacks have a tendency to spin the ball in the pocket when they're dropping back before they throw it. It's the way that they get a feel for the strings. Now imagine doing this all your life with no problem, and then suddenly you break a finger on the opposite hand, throwing non-throwing hand, sorry, and now you've got a splint on it and a glove can't really feel the strings on the opposite hand the way that you would like anymore and i gotta imagine that would take some getting used to and even though it seems like a small thing it's a part of a routine and when you've gone through the same motion countless numbers of times and then suddenly you can't do it anymore the way that you've done it forever yeah it's gonna throw some things off i'm not making excuses for them but it's just something that you should probably keep in mind but if you had a quarterback that having issues getting in rhythm throwing the ball down the field want to know how you can help them other than just with a solid running game which by the way the bears are actually pretty good run defense it's weird there's so many things that mirror each other in this game now that i'm talking through it but anyway you get the quarterback warmed up by allowing him to complete shorter passes his confidence grows he gets more into a rhythm and now those intermediate and deep shots they come a little easier he feels a little bit more comfortable with them. <clears throat> I know what that sounds like. It's like, oh, Craig, we're tired of the dink and dunk herbo. Well, mm, that's not necessarily a bad thing when it works with the game plan and what's most effective against the defense. You have to take what the defense is giving you and then take your shots where you can. Don't just throw the ball down the field for the hell of it. If you're playing an opponent that has a weaker secondary and a pass rush that you can, you know, essentially keep at bay, then yeah, maybe you can take more deep shots. Uh, another way to do that is, again, establishing the run, which may not be as easy this week, but you still have to make them respect the fact that you're willing to do it. But most of all, I would like to see them spread the bears out and get the ball into the hands of playmakers. If we're talking Keenan on tunnel screens, which, by the way, Keenan is not the most explosive athlete, as we all know, but he is a very shifty guy after the catch and making guys miss. Uh, Darius Davis can be utilized in that way. Quentin Johnston should be able to make a grand appearance this week if you elect to utilize that type of scheme because it's what he did best at TCU so why not take advantage of it in a situation like this and help out your quarterback I don't know if Gerald Everett's going to be available so that's one less piece on the chessboard but all the more reason why you get your first round wide receiver more involved because you're at this point kind of sort of hemorrhaging offensive weapons and got to replace the production. Austin Eckler could be a huge part of the offense this year uh, as a receiver out of the backfield, which he hasn't been so far. I mean, of course, he missed you know multiple games. So that has a lot to do with it. But now that he's back and you know I think he's OK, got to get him involved in the passing game. And that also keeps the heat off of Herbo as far as pass rush is concerned, because the quicker you get the ball out, the less time the pressure has to get to him. 
And the offensive line has not been tremendous here in recent weeks, especially without Corey Lindsley. But these are adjustments you have to make. The Chargers are in position to win this game, and they very well should. And with that being said, it all comes down to proper game planning and making adjustments and sticking with what works. Get out of your ego, make the adjustments, win the game, and then we move on to the next week. New game plan, new strategy, and we attack that week based on the opponent. That's it. That's all we all are asking for, I think. But like I said before, folks, don't give up on your team. It's rough now, but that's what comes with fandom. And if this is the squad that you're going to represent or whoever you're a fan of, I assume Chargers, since you're watching this podcast, highs and lows are going to come. Just got to ride them out. This has uh, not been what we've wanted thus far, but think of changes on the horizon. So stick it out with me. And until the next time, I appreciate you guys. You know who it is, Mr. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on Twitter. Never calling it X, so you can figure about that. Uh, also, Mr. Bogang, or Do Not Bang, for sure. And uh, you know where you can catch me other than here. Also on the Lightning Round podcast, there's a co-host over there, so come through. And until the next time, we chat it up hopefully after a W, which I truly believe we will get. Uh, see you next time. Take it easy. Support your team. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, Craig, thank you for another awesome Craig experience. Thanks, man. Thanks, some Craig. words of wisdom, dude. Like we can still make a run here yeah. and the chargers like uh, the, the little tidbit Kevin gave at the beginning, like the teams that we're going up against now. Come on. We're we win. should be able to beat some of these guys. Yeah, so we're going to. It's gonna happen. It has to happen. happen. Come on. Yeah. Um, we're too and, good. We're too and, good to be this bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Too good to be this bad. We're too good to be this bad. Yep. That's it. <laughs> um, and like Craig, folks, we're not going anywhere. So nope. we're gonna sit right here next to Craig. I'm gonna put our arms years, around each other. I've been here for 30 years. I'm not going anywhere yeah no way folks uh craig thank you again for another awesome experience uh time to move on now to the next segment folks it is our good friend jason reed over at the bolt beat but got it welcome back to another edition of the bolt beat as always i'm your host the acting site expert over at boltbeat.com jason reed you check out all our work over at boltbeat.com and follow us on twitter at bb underscore chargers those watching on YouTube may have realized I look a little bit different right now. Those listening on any of your podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, may have noticed I sound a little bit different right now. Look, I'm on the road. Life on the road, baby. Business on the road. Don't stop the podcast grind. I apologize for the slight reduction. And by slight, I mean very big reduction in quality. But I still wanted to bring you the bolt beat because the Charger Chat listeners, there's no one better. So they deserve their weekly content. And I already missed a week earlier in the year coming off the bye, so I can't have that happen again. So here I am back at you with the Bolt Beat. Look, this week, I'm wearing black. As you can see, I got my Spider-Man shirt. Didn't expect that to come into frame. Spider-Man shirt, Jiminy Cricket hat. I'm wearing black because it could be Brandon Staley's funeral this week. I hate to say it. I hate being negative. The Charger Chat podcast is all about positivity, and I want to extend that positivity in the Bolt Beat. But it's been less than ideal for the Chargers here in the last two weeks. Obviously, 0-2 out of the bye against two really good teams. Let's be honest. I think as fans, sometimes we cannot look at the opponents the Chargers are playing. And it's almost like, yeah, of course, you know, maybe they lose to the Cowboys and the Chiefs. But then again, it was an opportunity for the team to prove that they are a legit playoff contender. They should win at least one of those games. And ultimately, they didn't. 2-4 and four on the year. Season is slowly slipping away, or so some people think. Look. This week against the Chicago Bears, Sunday night football, primetime, millions of watching, no Taylor Swift there this time. It could cost Brandon Staley his job. I've for a long time been on the train that the Chargers will not fire Brandon Staley no matter what because historically the Chargers don't do that. The last time they fired a coach in season was 1998, the year I was born. So it's, it literally hasn't happened. Well, I guess it has happened in my lifetime. It hasn't happened since I was a baby. So let's just put it that way. And I think they would continue that trend. But that being said, two and five start, you're probably not making the playoffs no matter what. Let's just be honest with ourselves. In addition, Kellen Moore is a potential head coach candidate. So 
in theory, it's better to get him reps as the interim, you know, head coach now instead of, you know, interviewing him in the offseason and maybe hiring him and you don't know what he's going to do. So if I'm the Chargers, I'm looking at firing Staley, making uh, Kellamore the interim head coach if Staley loses this game. Now, if the Chargers don't lose this game, which they hopefully shouldn't, it's the Chicago Bears. Staley will obviously stick around. And hopefully that could build on something. I'm not the kind of fan that roots for losses so the head coach could get fired. That's ridiculous. I still want the Chargers to make the playoffs. And therefore, I'm rooting for them to win this game. And I'm hoping they win games after that. And the Chargers go 10-7. and seven. They shock the world. I personally don't think that'll happen. And, you know, maybe 9-8 and is a little more realistic if we're being optimistic. But maybe they shock the world 10-7. and seven. They make the playoffs. Staley keeps his job. Oh, well. You know, like, like him, love him or hate him, they're still making the playoffs. And I would rather do that every day of the week. Just because there's a coaching change doesn't mean if the next coach is going to be a home run. Look at the cycle. The Chargers have gone on over and over and over. So I'm not ever rooting for the team to lose for a coaching change. Will I root for a coaching change if the team underperforms? Yes. Will I root for losses for a coaching change? No, never. I hate that. I will never do it. My betting picks of the week, the bolt beat picks of the week. Look, y'all, I've been terrible this year. Let's not sugarcoat it. I think you would make a lot of money if you fade me. And maybe that's a reason to potentially fade me this week. Um, granted, some of these are props with higher odds, so you can't really fade that. But if you fade me, you'd be profitable this year. Because let me tell you, this year I'm 10 and 18, minus 11.15 units on the season. Last week I went 2 and 4, minus 2.45. My only wins were the Falcons, who pulled it off. They were my underdog pick of the week. And the Chiefs, I tried the reverse jinx, picked the Chiefs. It didn't work this time, so the reverse jinx is over. Uh, I had a good run of, what, two weeks? So the reverse jinx is over. That being said, I'll jump straight into the Chargers game. I got Chargers minus eight and a half. This is a big line. And the Bears, with how the Chargers are playing defense, a lot of people might think the Bears will cover. But I have a little rule in the gambling world, uh, in my personal gambling world. I don't bet on underdogs if I don't think they could win. This is a mistake I've made in the past. I might have made it on this podcast where I say, oh, this team can cover. I think I did that with the Chargers last week. Well, it was a reverse jinx, let's be honest. But, you know, you say, oh, this team can cover. The Bears can lose by seven. No problem. My new rule that I've established a few weeks ago, I will never bet an underdog or pick an underdog unless I think they could win the game. If they lose the game and they cover, great. I still win the pick. But I will never pick a dog if I don't think there's at least a chance they win the game. Sometimes there's 10-point dogs where you're like, hey, I could see how it breaks in that team's favor, like the New York Giants two weeks ago against the Bills when the Bills were coming back from London. You could talk yourself into that. You can't talk yourself into this Bears pick. Some people will because they just beat up on the Raiders. I won't. This is Tyson Badgett. This is a D2 quarterback. Yeah, he looked fine last week, but I just don't see it happening two weeks in a row for this Bears team, who many people thought would have the worst record in the league three weeks ago. And now all of a sudden it's like, could they be a surprise team and beat the Chargers? There's a reason this line's eight and a half. I'm taking Chargers minus eight and a half. And I think it's going to be a game similar to the Baker Mayfield Rams game last year, where the Chargers comfortably won and covered by eight and a half points. My favorite pick, my fave of the week, uh, is the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers are defying all odds. They're beating teams. They're beating the Rams. They're beating the Browns. They're beating all these teams no one's expecting. I still don't think they're a great football team. They have a minus point differential. It's like minus 26, somewhere in that ballpark. I don't think Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback. And I think the Jags, you know, they kind of need to come down to earth here soon. You know, just how how football works. Teams never stay up here all the time. They always come back down to earth. Some people may pick this as the come back down to earth week for the Jags. I think the contrary. I think this will be a, a dominant Jags win, 10 plus points. And then everyone's going to have the Jags discourse, right? Because the Bills don't look as good. The Dolphins, you know, they lost against the good teams they played. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Everyone's bored of them. People are going to have Jags discourse. They're going to say, is the Jags real? Is this a real Super Bowl contender? Are they the new Bengals with Trevor Lawrence under center? I guarantee that'll be the take after this week because the Jags will beat the Steelers and then they'll come back down to earth next week. I don't even know who they play next week. I'm probably going to pick against them. My dog of the week, speaking of the Bengals, I'm going Bengals plus four and a half against San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy probably not going to play in concussion protocol. No quarterback who's been in concussion protocol this year has played in that same week. Yes, it's Kyle Shanahan's offense. And yes, you could plug anyone into it. But I like the Bengals. I, I still think Sam Darnold, we've all seen him play quarterback. He's not very good. And we could say the whole, you could plug anyone in, but did that really work with Josh Johnson? Not really. So I think there's a step down here. The Bengals are a hungry team. This is a must win in a crowded AFC. And I think the Bengals can win this game. Am I guaranteeing it? No, but you're getting four and a half points on the Bengals. I think they could win. Therefore, I'll take the four and a half if they lose by a, a field goal. It's a win-win because it helps the Chargers playoff seating. And I win my pick for the week and hopefully dig out of this 11-unit hole. It's been pretty ugly. My props of the week. I picked it last week. I said it was great value. It didn't hit. I'm going to pick it again. I'm just going to ride this value train as long as I can. 
Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns, minus 166. Excuse me. That's great value. That should be in the minus 200s. I know he's been struggling recently. It is what it is. He's going to bounce back. He's going to get two passing touchdowns against an abysmal Chicago Bears defense. Like, if I would have told you before the season that Herbert, you know, the line was one and a half before the season against the Bears, you would have guessed it was like minus 325. It's literally half of that. So I'm taking the minus 166. I'll take the juice and I'll pay for it if it loses. But guess what? It ain't going to lose this week. Not two weeks in a row. I'm going to go with the shortest touchdown. We're doing this a little early. So, and since it's Sunday night football, there's not as many props. So I don't have touchdown scores. But I'm going to go with the shortest touchdown under one and a half yards. Excuse me. I believe that's over one and a half yards. I think that's a typo on my end. Yes, over one and a half yards, shortest touchdown. Pretty much betting that there won't be a one yard touchdown in this game. The Chargers, they, they haven't. They, they score from deep or they score from like the five. Could they get on the one yard line and do a Justin Herbert quarterback sneak? Maybe, but he also has a broken finger on his non-throwing hands. So they maybe don't want to sneak him. Yes, Austin Eckler could score a one yard rushing touchdown. I just, I, I don't see it. I see them getting a, a five, four, three yard touchdown. They don't want to put themselves on, you know, fourth and goal from the one. If it happens, it happens. And I'm hoping they score if it happens. You know, I'm not going to root against the Chargers when my pick hits. But I do think the Chargers won't get that one-yard touchdown. As far as the Bears, I think the same thing. I think this is a Bears team that might score two touchdowns at most in this game. What are the odds that one of those two is for one yard? I just, at plus 100, even odds essentially, to bet that of the five to six touchdowns, none of them will be one yard. I don't know. That just feels really, really easy. Now, maybe that's why the sportsbooks pick it, because people like me will bet on it and lose. But it feels really way too easy for me. Final prop, the juiciest prop of the game, always the one with the highest odds. I'm going first Chargers drive, passing touchdown, plus 390. Buying in on the Justin Herbert, two passing touchdowns. Say what you will about this offense. It hasn't looked at its best at times. It's looked really good in its scripted drives to start the game for the most part. And I think we'll see that more with Kellen Moore. They'll have a a plan in this drive. They're going to drive down the field. And I think it will end with a Chargers passing touchdown. Justin Herbert has get, gotten some blowback. And look, some of it's deserved. He hasn't played well in the last two weeks. That's something, it should be fair to say he hasn't played well. That doesn't mean you're bashing Herbert. Like some people, Charger fans tell me I'm bashing Herbert for just pointing out he's playing bad. That being said, it doesn't mean he's a fraud because he's played bad for two weeks. It's like two ends of the spectrum. We got The reality is somewhere in the middle. He's played bad for two weeks. He's still a top three quarterback in the league. Both things can be true at the same time. It's going to be a statement game for Justin Herbert, playing a bad defense after playing two of the best defenses in the league the last two weeks. And I believe the Chargers are going to get out to a hot start, prime time. Maybe we'll see a big bomb to Joshua Palmer or something along those lines. If he plays, he's actually hurt. Um, we'll see a Chargers passing touchdown first drive, plus 390. We win that. We gain some grounds on the minus 11 units. That's my picks for the week. I'm hoping I'm right because the Chargers really need not just a win here, but they need a statement win. If they if they scratch by the Bears and win by six, win by three, this you know people still aren't feeling great about this team. But if they can have a statement win, and then head into the following week against the Detroit Lions. I believe this is a Chargers team that could turn that into something. I'm still not totally out on this team yet. Now, if they lose this game, unfortunately, I will totally be out. But that's for a future problem. That's a future discussion. In the meantime, it was great, you know, talking, giving my picks. Uh, again, sorry for the lack of quality, but we always make it work here at the Charger Chat Podcast. Until next week, let's get back to the Charger Chat, guys. Well, Jason Reed, those are some positive takes there, my friend. I'm oh, loving him this week. I'm loving this. Yeah, Let's go, Jason. Sprinklage of positive takes. Granted, we're in a Justin's tough situation, back. but yeah, hey, man. Justin Herbert going against some of the top defenses in the league now, going up against one of the worst ones. Yeah, come on. And an offensive line that's underperforming. It's all going to turn around here. Statement game. That's the word, man. That's and any update on Corey Lindsley? That's my question. (laughs) Anybody got a got a line on Corey Lindsley? No word or his doctor. There's not even a word he's going to come back this season yet. Like it's very. I saw something Popper posted about it, and like not even conversations. So are we done picking up old Packer linemen? Because it feels like (laughs) the Packers take all of their juice. Yeah. Kick him to the curb. They squeeze the juice. Squeeze the juice. I mean, we went from Brian Belaga straight to Corey Lindsay. That's yeah. true. And hey, granted, hey, he has not been the bust that Brian. No, was. Corey Lindsay has been like the best center we've had since he Harvest, has. So. But to have a to have a crazy like scary heart heart condition pop up, like right. God, what are the chances? Yeah, I hope he's God. Okay. I hope he comes. I just, back. I honestly, I just want to know if he's okay. Right. It, it seems like he was on the okay. he was on the sideline for that last game, so at they least he's with the, the team the now. Game, yeah. So yeah. he can go on airplane rides, which is good. 
airplane. He's got that going for him. He's got <laughs> airplane rides. <laughs> you can go to Disneyland. Still. Yeah, yeah, hey, go and ride. Go wherever yeah. he wants. Altitude is not a problem. Um. All right. Well, Jason, thank you. Great bet lines, folks. Hey, if you man. you know yeah. place your bets with uh, Jason Reed and uh, all of his hot takes, there we love that. Um, and I think that's basically going to do it for us here at Charger Champ. But before we go, we've got some bolt predictions to make for this Sunday night football game against the freaking Chicago Bears. Oh, Bears. Oh, Bears. Bears. So what do we got? What bolt I'll, predictions are we making? I'll go first. And I'm going to change it because the 55-17. Not working not at working. all. Yeah. Not working. Time to pivot. Pivot. I'm going to go. Pivot. Before we do this, I need we need to give a shout out to our brother-in-law Tyler Serino. Yeah, awesome guy, love him to death. But he is a Bears fan, yeah. and I think our Sunday family dinner that's happened every Sunday for like the last <laughs> getting canceled seven or eight years. I don't think it's happening. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big I night really for don't. the Doug and Serino pretty, household. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dad said dinner's off next week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll BYOD, bring your own dinner. <laughs> well, at least for Tyler. Yeah. Tyler might be eating. No, there's still family dinner. It's just he's not invited. <laughs> it's just yeah. not happening with him. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy your dinner on the patio. Um, <laughs> sitting outside. But yeah, so I have just needed to get that in there. We yes. love you, Ty. But yes. I hope, I don't think he, Bears fans, I feel like are already in the draft pick boat. You know, like oh, they sure. have the care, they have the Panthers pick too. Because of the trade, yeah. they yeah. want the first and third pick. That's what so they Carolina. Carolina has the number one overall pick, so they already have the one pick. Yeah, there's never been in history have you had the one and two pick. So I, they're kind of already in that <laughs> mindset. So just we'll help you get there. Just let us help you. <laughs> let but us help you. Help you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not. This isn't for us. We don't want the win. We want you to get. The we want to help you get the picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch it. No more 55-17. I'm going 28-10. Okay. okay. Because I said I want to touch down every quarter. Just clean. It's fair. Solid football. 28-10. Yeah. I will stay with Quentin Johnson scoring a touchdown though, because I just really want to see it happen. Same. It has to. Like I just feel like okay. Don't devise like plays for him. That's fine. But in the red zone, they're gonna start keying on like they key on our studs. He's going to have one-on-one somewhere. Try to find another ball on a quick slant hitch. Let him make a move. Um, so I'm going to call the Quentin Johnson touchdown. Likes. Get some like of it. the hate off of him. Please. Thank you. What do we got, Kev? All right. So similar to Kyle, what we said earlier, I'm going 31 to 17 because I hate that we lost 31 to 17 last week. And I wanted yeah, not. That sucked. I want to. didn't feel that big. It felt. Was, it felt felt dirty and I want I want to dirty up some bears. Mm. Um so we're going 31-17. We are going to we are going to score a touchdown at every quarter. We're going to kick a field goal in addition in the first quarter and the third quarter. You got to change um, your score prediction then. That's 34. Oh, I oh, thought you said 31. 31. Matt 31-17. Well, yeah, I was so wrong. 34-17. 34-17. <laughs> well, I was um, wrong. I, I'm, I'm, I was wrong. <laughs> Always. Um, 35, I was 34. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Austin. It's not about you. 34-17. And then I've got um, Darius Davis is going to have a return touchdown mm. and a receiving touchdown this game. Oh, mm. the They're really going to get him in the mix and he's just going to make something happen to reunite spark some kind of energy early in the game with a, you know, kick return. Wow. return. Mm. I like that. Okay. Well, I am going to predict. I'm going to predict. Uh, I'm going to go 28, nine. Okay. And I'm going to say <laughs> that the chargers, no touchdowns, no touchdowns, no, no for the for bears, you. for the bears, no touchdowns. Uh, uh, all done. Oh, it's Stop. done. All done. <laughs> All right. There you go, folks. Bolt predictions in the books. Please, Please. Please. make Just something of, happen. None here. of us none of us said that the Chargers would win, but all of our predictions are always that the Chargers win. Of course. And I just yeah. want to say, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but next week on Friday is going to be our 300th episode. Mm. I want to enjoy next week 
Um, so just give us a win for sake. Just give us a win. <laughs> Wait, answer reactions count as episode numbers? No, no. Uh, Those are bonus. Cool. That's bonus. 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 Leia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, the stars are aligning. We just said. Oop. <laughs> well, we're almost out of here, Kyle. <laughs> Juice them up. Juice them up. Stop talking crap about me. So I can't <laughs> He's back. Again, back. All right. All right well, bye. that's going to do it for us here at Charge of Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because <laughs> we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.